So you remember a while ago we began this section that was going to explain the meaning of La ilaha illallah and the meaning of Subhanallah and the meaning of Alhamdulillah and the meaning of Allahu Akbar. All of them in detail. The first section we have covered it now. We've spoken about the meaning of La ilaha illallah. And we mentioned the conditions of it. Today we're going to begin on the next section, which is the meaning of Subhanallah and the various ayat and other information that is linked to the statement Subhanallah. لَقَدْ كَانَ الْحَدِيثُ فِيمَا سَبَقَ عَنْ كَلِمَةِ التَّوْحِيدِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَفَضْلِهَا وَمَعْنَاهَا وَشُرُوطِهَا وَأُمُورٍ أُخْرَى هَامَّةٍ مُتَعَلِّقَ بِهَا وَفِيمَا يَلِي نَنْتَقِلُ إِلَى الْحَدِيثِ عَنْ كَلِمَةِ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ so now we are going to talk about the statement Subhanallah. فَهِيَ إِحْدَى الْكَلِمَاتِ الْأَرْبَعِ أَلَّتِي وَصَفَهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم بأنها خير الكلام وأحب إلى الله You remember the hadith that we mentioned a few weeks ago? Where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَحَبُّ الْكَلَامِ إِلَى اللَّهِ أَرْبَعٍ The most beloved of the speech to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is four statements. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. The hadith says, those four statements are the most beloved of the statements to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this particular statement, subhanallah, it has a great status. فَهِيَ مِنْ أَجَلِّ الْأَذْكَارِ الْمُقَرِّبَةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ it is from the greatest of the statements that brings a servant closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمِنْ أَفْضَلِ الْعِبَادَاتِ الْمُوصِلَةِ إِلَيْهِ And from the best of the worships that bring you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي بَيَانِ فَضْلِهَا وَشَرَفِهَا وَعِظَمِ قَدَرِهَا نُصُوصٌ كَثِيرَةٌ فِي الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ And there are many 
texts from the ayat and the ahadith, many of them that talk about the great virtue and the great status of this statement, subhanallah. بَلْ إِنَّمَا وَرَدَ فِي ذَلِكَ لَا يُمْكِنُ حَصْرُهُ لِكَثْرَتِهِ وَتَعَدُّدِهِ In fact, there are so many ayat and hadith that talk about the virtue of saying subhanallah that you cannot even count them. وَقَدْ وَرَدَ ذِكْرُ التَّسْبِيحِ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ ثَمَانِينَ مَرَّةِ and it has been mentioned in the Qur'an regarding saying subhanallah and that which is associated to it more than 80 times in the Qur'an. More than 80 times in the Qur'an something to do with subhanallah is mentioned. بِصِيَغٍ مُخْتَلِفَةٍ وَأَسَالِيبَ مُتَنَوِّعَةٍ It has been mentioned in different forms and in different ways. فَوَرَدَ تَارَةً بِلَفْضِ الْأَمْرِ كَمَا فِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا وَسَبِّحُوهُ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا Sometimes in the Qur'an, it comes as a command form of the verb, commanding you and telling you to do the tasbih of Allah, to do, as they say in English, the glorification of Allah. Subhanallah. Sometimes in the Qur'an, it tells you as a command to do that. Like in this ayah, in Surah Al-Ahzab 41 and 42, O you who believe, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe, Uzkurullaha dhikran kathira, Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plentifully, Do the remembrance of Allah, your dhikr a lot, وَسَبِّحُوهُ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا And there is the point, وَسَبِّحُوهُ And do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do that glorification as they call it in English. The meaning of subhanallah. In English they often write, glory be to Allah. The reality of the meaning is of subhanallah that you are glorifying Allah in terms of declaring Allah to be the mighty and majestic free of any shortcomings or deficiencies. That you are declaring Allah to be the mighty and majestic free of any shortcomings and deficiencies. That is the tasbih of Allah, glorification of Allah, Allah being the mighty and the majestic, with no shortcomings or deficiencies of any sort. Sometimes in the Qur'an, 
Taratan bilafil madi. It comes in the past tense form. Sometimes the ayat mention it in the past tense form. For example, Sabbahalillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard. وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ الْحَشَرُ At the beginning, number one, that what is in the heavens and the earth does the tasbih of Allah. What is in the heavens and the earth, that which is in the heavens and the earth, it does, they do the tasbih of Allah, the glorification of Allah. The declaration of Allah being the mighty and majestic, free of any deficiency or shortcoming. What is in the heavens and the earth, glorify Allah. سَبَّحَ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And sometimes in the Qur'an, Allah tells us about this in the present tense version. In the present tense version of the verbs, وَتَارَةً بِلَفْضِ الْمُضَارِعِ كَمَا فِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ الْمَلِكِ الْقُدُّوسِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَكِيمِ Al-Jum'ah, at the beginning, number one, يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Present tense. That which is in the heavens and the earth, they do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we know, even the inanimate objects, the stones and the trees, they do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sometimes it comes in the Masdar form of the verb, that's another type of Arabic word, another type, another form of the Arabic known as the Masdar. And that is an example in Asafat 180. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So here you see, Subhana, Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun. Subhana is the Masdar. That is another form of the word indicating the same kind of meaning of the glorification of Allah. That Allah is the mighty and majestic, free of any shortcomings and deficiencies. And... It is also mentioned, وَقَدْ ذَكَرَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ التَّسْبِيحِ فِي مُفْتَتَحِ ثَمَانِ سُوَرٍ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ There are eight chapters of the Qur'an that begin with the tasbih of Allah. There are eight chapters of the Qur'an, eight surahs that begin with the tasbih of Allah. Those examples are Al-Isra Subhanalladhi Asra bi'abdihi Laylan min al-masjid al-harami ila al-masjid al-aqsa 
Al-Aya. Subhanallah begins with the tasbih of Allah. This surah where it talks about the night of Al-Isra Wal-Mi'raj when the Prophet was taken up to the heavens begins with Subhanallah. Subhana. Another one, An-Nahl, one and two. Ata amrullahi fala tasta'ajiluh. Subhanahu wa ta'ala amma yushriku. Subhanahu. That he is the mighty and majestic, free of any shortcoming and deficiency. Wa ta'ala and the most high above. What they are associating as partners along with him. Allah is free of any shortcomings and deficiencies. And he is the most high over and above those low and shortcomings and deficiencies. And lowly uh, behavior of those who associate partners alongside him. Also at the beginning of Surah Al-Hadid. سَبَّحَ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ At the beginning of Al-Hadid, again it mentions those in the heavens and the earth, they do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the beginning of Surah Al-Hashr, it also mentions, سَبَّحَ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ That which is in the heavens and that which is in the earth, they do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Saf, at the beginning as well, سَبَّحَ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Exactly the same. And also in Surah Al-Jum'ah, يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ And at the beginning of At-Taghabun يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ لَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ الْحَمْدِ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ And also at the beginning of Surah Al-A'la سَبِّحِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ الْأَعْلَى أَلَّذِي خَلَقَ فَسَوَّى You will hear that often on Jumu'ah. It is sunnah to recite it. سَبِّحِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ الْأَعْلَى Do the glorification of of the name of your Lord the Most High. The glorification that you affirm Allah is the mighty, the majestic, free of any shortcomings or deficiencies, free of any uyub and anything which would be considered a naqs, Allah is free of any shortcomings or deficiencies. Qala ba'adhu ahlil ilm, some of the people of knowledge they said, وَالتَّسْبِيحُ وَرَدَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ عَلَى نَحْوٍ مِنْ ثَلَاثِينَ وَجْهًا That the tasbih, has been mentioned in the Qur'an in approximately 30 different ways. The tasbih has been mentioned in the Qur'an in 30 different contexts. And then they say, Sitta minha lil malaika. 
six occasions the tasbih has been mentioned in relation to the angels. The angels doing the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَتِسْعَ لِنَبِيِّنَا Muhammad صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ And nine occasions in reference to the Prophet Muhammad or in relation to the Prophet Muhammad صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَأَرْبَعْ لِغَيْرِهِ مِنَ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ And four times in regards to other prophets and messengers and the tasbih of Allah from them. وَثَلَاثَ لِلْحَيَوَانَاتِ وَالْجَمَادَاتِ And on three occasions it mentions the tasbih of the animals and the objects that they do to Allah. وَثَلَاثَ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ خَاصَّةِ And on three occasions it mentions the tasbih of the believers to Allah. The believers specifically doing that to Allah. وَسِدَّ لِجَمِيعِ الْمَوْجُودَاتِ and six occasions in reference to the tasbih that everything in creation does to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there are some examples of all of these in the Qur'an. Like we said then, those, in, those places, four times, six times, nine times, the various places are mentioned. The angels, for example, the angels, for example, there are ayat in the Qur'an that affirm the angels doing the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ghafir, ayah number seven as an example. الَّذِينَ يَحْمِلُونَ الْعَرْشَ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُ يُسَبِّحُونَ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ وَيُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا those who carry the throne, the angels carry the throne of Allah. Those who carry the throne and around it, those who carry the throne and those who are around it, يُسَبِّحُونَ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ They do the tasbih and the praise of their Lord. وَيُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ And they believe in Him. وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا and they seek forgiveness for those who believe. So the ayah affirms the angels doing the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another example, Fussilat 38. بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ وَهُمْ لَا يَسْأَمُونَ That if they are arrogant and haughty, then there are those with your Lord who are constantly doing the tasbih of Allah day and night, or night and day, and they never become fatigued with that. There are those who are constantly doing the tasbih of Allah day and night, and they never become uh, fatigued or overwhelmed by that. And this is in reference to the angels. The angels constantly upon the tasbih of Allah, they do not become, uh, meaning like bored of that, or they do not become fatigued by that. 
They are constantly upon the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are other examples. Surah Al-Anbiya 19 and 20. وَلَهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ وَلَا يَسْتَحْشِرُونَ يُسَبِّحُونَ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ لَا يَفْتُرُونَ Again, in reference to the angels, they do the tasbih night and day, and they do not become bored of that. They do not become fatigued by that. They continue upon that way constantly. Uh, and also الصافات وَإِنَّا لَنَحْنُ الْمُسَبِّحُونَ That indeed we are those who make the tasbih of Allah in reference to the angels again. So we know that the angels, they do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we also said that the angels do it, and that's mentioned in six places in the Qur'an, that the prophets also, or our prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam also does the tasbih of Allah, <laughs> mentioned in nine places in the Qur'an, and some of the examples of that are uh, Surah Al-Insan, for example, 26, وَمِنَ اللَّيْلِ فَاسْجُدْ لَهُ وَسَبِّحُ لَيْلًا طَوِيلًا and in the night prostrate to him and do the tasbih of him. Do that glorification. وَسَبِّحُ لَيْلًا طَوِيلًا To do that tasbih of Allah during the night. And that can be in the night prayer, the tahajjud. A person prays and then does also the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا And then, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ فَسَبِّحْ Do the tasbih, do that glorification and remembrance of Allah. فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْهُ إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَّابًا And this ayah or this chapter was in reference to the conquering of Mecca that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the victory to the Muslims and they conquered Mecca إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ Meaning the Fatḥ Mecca when the victory from Allah came and the conquering of Mecca وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا and then you saw the people entering into Islam in large groups. Because after the conquering of Mecca, many people entered into Islam. When people heard the Quraysh have been defeated, Quraysh have been defeated, the Muslims have the honor and the power and they heard of Muhammad wasallam. And many of them after that, they came to the messenger and they entered into Islam and they accepted Islam. And they used to come in big groups. So that's what the ayah says. وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا They come and they accept Islam in big groups. Many of them became Muslims after the conquering of Mecca. So then after all of those blessings, it mentions, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ So do the tasbih of your Lord and the praise of your Lord. 
Be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon this great blessing. Be grateful to Allah upon this great blessing and do that remembrance of Him, the glorification of Him and the praise of Him. So those are some examples in reference to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the third one, we said there are four places in the Qur'an that talks about the other prophets and messengers also doing this tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there are examples, for example, with reference to Zakaria alayhi salam, وَسَبِّحْ بِالْعَشِيِّ وَالْإِبَكَارِ And سَبِّحْ that's the command form, the fi'il amr, the imperative, telling you and commanding you do that glorification of Allah. وَسَبِّحْ بِالْعَشِيِّ وَالْإِبْكَارِ In reference to the different times of the day, morning and evening. And there are other examples of that as well, regarding Yunus alayhi salam, uh, when he was in the, the belly of the whale. When Yunus alayhi salam was in the belly of the whale, and again, that references doing the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and that ayah mentions, فَلَوْلَا أَنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ الْمُسَبِّحِينَ لَلَبِثَ فِي بَطْنِهِ إِلَى يَوْمِ يُبْعَثُونَ And was it not for the fact that he was from those who do the glorification of Allah? then he would have remained in the belly of the whale till the day of resurrection. So he was from the musabbihin, Yunus alayhi salam, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then saved him. And then there were certain places in the Qur'an, three places where it talks about the believers doing the tasbih of Allah. And those are examples like we already mentioned. Al-Ahzab 41. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu thkurullaha dhikran kathira. Wasabbihuhu bukratan wa asila. So that is in reference to the believers generally. That they are to do the tasbih of Allah. Then we also mentioned about the animals and the objects. The stones and the trees. And that they do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is mentioned, for example, in Al-Isra 44, That those heavens... The seven heavens and the earth and those who are within them, they all do the tasbih of Allah. They all glorify Allah. The seven heavens and the earth and that which is within them, they all do the glorification of Allah. And there is nothing except that it glorifies Allah. But you do not comprehend their glorification. We do not hear the stones or the trees, etc., doing the tasbih. You do not recognize their glorification, the Qur'an says, but they all are upon the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then there were the ayat, which are general to all of creation glorifying Allah. 
سَبَّحَ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Whatever is in the heavens and the earth, all of it, everything, they do the tasbih of Allah. So this word, subhana, in specific, subhana, subhanallah, subhana is in the Qur'an 25 times. ذَكَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى لَفْضَتْ Subhana specifically, 25 times. Generally, all of the different versions were, how many times? 80 times or so. But here, specifically the word subhana, 25 times. فِي ضِمْنِ كُلِّ وَاحِدٍ مِنْهَا إِثْبَاتُ صِفَةٍ مِنْ صِفَاتِ الْمَدْحِ أَوْ نَفْيُ صِفَةٍ مِنْ صِفَاتِ الْذَّمِ So every time Allah mentions the tasbih of Himself, the glorification of Himself, then in those ayat there will be an affirmation of one or more of His attributes of praise, or there will be a negation of any dispraise from Himself. Either an affirmation of the attributes of praise for Himself, or a negation of any uh, affair that would be a dispraise. An example given is Subhanahu Ballahu Ma fis samawati wal arkulun lahu qanitun. Subhanahu, may he be free of any deficiency. Subhanahu, and this is in the context of Surah Al Baqarah when people said, when the mushrikun claimed that Allah has a son. Allah says, Subhanahu, may Allah be glorified over and above that. That is a deficiency to claim Allah as a child. Subhanahu, Allah is mighty and majestic and free of any such deficiency of having a son or any partner of any kind. Subhanahu, Ballahu ma fis samawati wal ard. Rather, everything in the heavens and the earth belongs to Him. Kullun lahu qanitun. Everything is submissive to Him. Everything is submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that gives you an idea regarding subhanallah and how often it is mentioned in the Qur'an. And in how many different ways it is mentioned in the Qur'an. Then in terms of some of the virtues of subhanallah, this particular statement in specific, it... Or there are several evidences in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, uh, or in the Sunnah, a hadith highlighting the virtue of this statement, Subhanallah. One of them is the hadith that we've already mentioned before, Ahabbul Kalami Ilallahi Arba' The most beloved of the speech to Allah are four statements. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. And then there are other narrations like the one in Sahih Muslim, Hadith in Sahih Muslim, Hadith of Abu Dharr, Anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama su'ila, Ayyul kalami afdal. There's a Hadith in Sahih Muslim, when the Prophet ﷺ was asked, which statement is the best? What speech or statements 
are the best. قال مصطفى الله لملائكته أو لعباده The Prophet said, that which Allah chose for His angels and for His servants. And what is it that Allah chose for His angels and His servants to say? Subhanallahi wa bihamdih. Subhanallahi wa bihamdih. So when the Prophet was asked, what is the best of the statements to be made? He said, Mastafallahu li malaikatihi wa li ibadih. That statement which Allah selected for His angels and for His servants, which is Subhanallahi wa bihamdi. In another version of this hadith, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَلَا أُخْبِرُكَ بِأَحَبِّ الْكَلَامِ إِلَى اللَّهِ Shall I not inform you of the most beloved of speech to Allah? Qultu, Abu Dhar says, that I said, Ya Rasulullah, akhbirni bi'ahabbi al-kalami ila Allah. O Messenger of Allah, certainly tell me, what is the most beloved of speech to Allah? Qal, inna ahabba al-kalami ila Allah. The Messenger said, the most beloved of the speech to Allah is, Subhanallahi wa bihamdi. فَدَلَّ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ عَلَىٰ عَظِيمِ مَكَانَةِ هَذِهِ الْكَلِمَةِ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ So that narration highlights to you that this is certainly one of the greatest types of speech that a person can say. That it is the speech that Allah selected for His angels and for His servants. Subhanallah wa bihamdih. In another narration, وَمِنْ فَضَائِلِ التَّسْبِيحِ مَا أَخْبَرَ بِهِ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَنَّ مَنْ قَالْ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ فِي يَوْمٍ مِئَةَ مَرَّةٍ حُطَّتْ عَنْهُ ذُنُوبُهُ وَلَوْ كَثُرَتْ In another hadith it mentions that the Prophet sallallahu said that whoever says subhanallah وبحمده a hundred times in a day, then his sins are going to be removed from him, even if they are many. And that is when the Prophet said, مَنْ قَالَ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ فِي يَوْمٍ مِئَةَ مَرَّةٍ حُطَّتْ خَطَايَاهُ وَإِنْ كَانَتْ مِثْلَ زَبَدِ الْبَحْرِ That whomsoever says, سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ in a day, a hundred times, then his sins will be removed from him, even if they were like the foam of the sea. The foam on top of the sea, even if they were like that, a great amount, they would be removed from him. And it is established, فَبَتَ عَنْهُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنَّ مَنْ قَالَهَا فِي الصَّبَاحِ مِئَةَ مَرَّةِ وَفِي الْمَسَاءِ مِئَةَ مَرَّةِ لَمْ يَأْتِ أَحَدٌ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِأَفْضَلَ مِمَّا جَاءَ بِهِ That whoever says, Subhanallah, وَبِحَمْدِ A hundred times in the morning and a hundred times in the evening, then there is nobody on the Day of Judgment who will come with better, uh, something better than him, except the one who does that and then increases upon that. And in Sahih Muslim, Sahih Muslim, Hadith of Abu Hurairah, 
radiyallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man qala hina yusbihu wa hina yumsi, whoever says when he wakes up and when he uh, retires in the evening, Subhanallahi wa bihamdi, whomsoever says in the morning and in the evening, Subhanallahi wa bihamdi, mi'ata marratin, a hundred times, لَمْ يَأْتِ أَحَدٌ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِأَفْضَلَ مِمَّا جَاءَ بِهِ Nobody will come on the day of judgment with anything better than what he has done. إِلَّا أَحَدٌ قَالَ مِثْلَ مَا قَالَ أَوْ زَادِ عَلَيْهِ Except somebody who says exactly what he said and then added on to that more. And in another narration, ثَبَتَ عَنْهُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنَّ مَنْ قَالَهَا فِي يَوْمٍ مِئَةَ مَرَّةٍ كُتِبَتْ لَهُ أَلْفُ حَسَنَاتٍ أَوْ حُطَّتْ عَنْهُ أَلْفُ خَطِيئَةٍ وَالْحَسَنَةُ بِعَشْرِ أَمْثَالِهَا That whoever says it a hundred times in the day, a thousand good deeds will be written for him, or a thousand evil ones will be wiped away from him, and all of the good deeds are multiplied by ten. And that is in the hadith in Sahih Muslim of Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, Sa'id ibn Abi Waqqas radiyallahu anhu qal Kunna inda Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Faqal Aya'ajizu ahadukum an yaksiba kulla yawmin alfa hasana The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said Are any of you incapable of getting a thousand rewards in a day? Are any of you incapable of gaining a thousand rewards in a day? فَسَأَلَ سَائِلٌ مِّنْ جُلَسَائِهِ So one of the people who was sitting there asked him, كَيْفَ يَكْسِبُ أَحَدُونَ أَلْفَ حَسَنَةً How can one of us get a thousand rewards in a day? قَالْ يُسَبِّحُ مِئَةَ تَسْبِيحَ فَيُكْتَبُ لَهُ أَلْفُ حَسَنَةً وَيُحَطُّ عَنْهُ أَلْفُ خَطِيئَةً The Prophet said that a person says the tasbih a hundred times then a thousand good deeds are written for him, and a thousand evil ones are wiped away from him. In the other famous hadith, which is in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith of Abu Hurairah, radiyallahu anhu qal, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kalimatani habibatani ila ar-Rahman, khafifatani ala al-lisan, ثَقِيلَتَانِ فِي الْمِيزَانِ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ That there are two words, two statements that are beloved to Allah. And they are very easy to say upon the tongue. Very light upon the tongue. But they are very heavy in the weighing scales. They have a lot of reward for them. What are they? سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ these are the statements with that great amount of reward for them. Uh, and so these are some of the narrations highlighting the great virtue. And uh, there are some other narrations mentioned about it as well. The hadith is quoted here. Man qala subhanallah al-azim wa bihamdihi ghurisat lahu nakhla fil jannah. That whomsoever says subhanallah al-azim وَبِحَمْدِهِ A tree is planted for him in paradise. A tree is planted for him in paradise for the one who says that.
So these are various examples of the virtue of the statement Subhanallah and the great reward of the one who says Subhanallah will perhaps conclude upon that section for today. And there is another section that comes up yet regarding Subhanallah. So there's a part two with some more details yet and some extra parts uh, which we'll do the next time. And then after that we'll move on to the statement Alhamdulillah and what has been mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah about that statement. So we'll conclude upon that section for now. If there's any questions or anything to add, you can do so now. Just uttering Subhanallah will get a reward? That should be from the heart. Understanding the meaning? Absolutely, you have to understand the meaning. Uh, next lesson, the second part is going to be more about the meaning. In next week's lesson, we're going to talk more about the meaning of Subhanallah. Because to say it and to get this reward, you have to understand what you're saying as well. To maximize the reward, you need to understand what's going on and what you're saying and what the meaning is. So in uh, part two next week, uh, some of it is going to be about the tafsir of subhanallah and the meaning of subhanallah as well. No, glory be to Allah is what they say, but it's a, it's a little bit... It doesn't explain it properly. It doesn't explain the reality of it. If somebody just comes and reads glory be to Allah, they won't understand the reality of what it is and what it means and removing all deficiencies from Allah and shortcomings from Allah and praising Allah. But we'll uh, mention some of those things next week. So it's a bit more than just saying glory be to Allah and glorification of Allah. When we say that, and we've been using the word in the translation sometimes, it is for the purpose of all these other points. That's the reality of glory and glorification of Allah. The, the Shaykh mentioned there's three, um, you know, for the believers saying subhanAllah in the, in the Quran. Can you include this ayah from Surah Al Imran where it says, um, towards the end of Surah Al Imran, Rabbana ma Subhanaka Can we include that in for the believers as well? Because that's not mentioned. Mm. There may be a reason. We'll have to look into it. There may be a reason why it's not mentioned. Okay. It appears to be. It appears to be. But then it makes you wonder why the Shaykh would not have put that ayah into one of them. So it may be worth looking into further if there is some other tafsir to the ayah which excludes it from this meaning. But on the apparent, on the apparent it seems to be so. Hmm. Anybody else? Alright, we'll conclude upon that. Uh, next week uh, I'll let you know in advance I'm going to be slightly late. Uh, if you get here for 8.45, we'll start at 8.45. Uh, for sure, I know I'm not going to make it before 8.45 next week. So as long as you arrive ready for 8.45, we'll begin, inshallah. <laughs>